You are now locked into Reach Daily, a podcast to inspire and train believers to fulfill the Great Commission, reaching their city with the gospel of Jesus Christ, both biblically and effectively. New episodes will be uploaded Monday through Friday on your favorite podcasting platforms. Now, here's your host, Evangelist Johnny Gaston. Well, hey everyone, and welcome again to Reach Daily. This is where you're going to get your Monday through Friday inspiration and motivation to fulfill the Great Commission in your city. That's what Reach My City is all about. And so we actually are doing a series right now on the podcast called The Clarion Call. Now, a clarion is a trumpet um, in the 16th century. It's a long tube trumpet that just gives out a shrill of a sound. It'd be, it would be like a war trumpet, like a call to action. When people heard it in the region, uh, they knew that it was time to respond, whether it be um, that there's a warning that's going forth because of this sound that says, hey, you need to take shelter, you need to take refuge because of the you know, encroaching danger, uh, or it could be just a call to action. And uh, I just wanted to use that as an analogy uh, to really talk about the declaring of the gospel from our lips uh, whether it be an open-air preacher on the side of the road or a one-on-one witness encounter, uh, if you're passing out gospel tracts, no matter what you're doing for the kingdom of God, you're getting the gospel to people uh, who are lost, who are without Christ. Uh, it is a declaration. We are declaring to them that God has commanded all men everywhere to repent and to believe on Christ, to, to trust in Him uh, and to believe the gospel. So, you know, that call to repent is not something that we... Uh, you know, let's say just water down because we are afraid that people don't like its sound. Uh, in fact, the Bible says that men hate the light. They love darkness instead of light. And so we know that they're not going to uh, prefer the sound of the prophet, the sound of uh, the, the preacher, the sound of the, you know, the, the layman, the, the believer that says, hey, God's called you, He has commanded you to repent, to turn to Him and to trust in Christ, the one who took your place on the cross, the one who died in your place. And so the, the clarion call, the person who puts the clarion, this trumpet, to their lips, they are not concerned in the least bit whether the people who are hearing the sound enjoy the sound, uh, you know, prefer to hear it, um, or even like that, you know, what's going on because the trumpet is sounding. It doesn't matter. The only thing that he needs to do is sound that trumpet. And that's the only thing, uh, you know, that he's worried about. He's not worried about what people think about it or if people enjoy it. And that's the thing is that we are calling people to safety. We're calling people out of, uh, from underneath the wrath of Almighty God, uh, which the Word of God says he's coming to judge the world in righteousness. Uh, that's appointed for man to die once and then after this, the judgment. So we talked about in, in part one of this series, we talked about the clarion call and how people reject it. People might dismiss the person who is uh, trying to share the message of hope with them. Uh, they might laugh, uh, mock, uh, ridicule, uh, make light of the, of the invitation or the command to repent. Um, all these things and more you're going to find on the streets with your friends, with coworkers, with family, with your, your neighbors. Whoever you try to share the gospel with, you know, they're going to have one or two responses. Either going to, they're going to be uh, transformed by the power of the gospel, 
uh, or they're going to possibly get angry uh, or reject it. Um, may, they might even be open to it. And if we know if they're open to it, God's already working within the heart. He is beginning to soften the heart and, uh, and calm that person to himself. That's a, a big sign, a telltale sign that someone is beginning to be drawn by God, uh, is that they're, they're open to it. There's, their heart soft towards the things of God. It's amazing. We have found sometimes on the street, uh, when we share the gospel in different scenarios, that people are more willing to hear a gospel presentation than believers are to even share it in the first place. So just to reiterate um, the first part, of the clarion call. We talked about Romans chapter 1. You'll be familiar with uh, the wrath of God is revealed um, under heaven uh, for men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness, who though they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor were they thankful, um, but they traded the truth of God for a lie. They served and worshiped the creature. Cre- I knew I was going to say that word wrong. Did you see how I did it? Creature. No, the creature. The creature rather than the creator. There we go. Get our words right here. Um, that's, a, that's a clear sign that I just need another sip of coffee. Step away from the mic for a moment and get a little bit of caffeine in me. Uh, so we're in Jonah, and the reason why we're in Jonah is because the other thing we're talking about is Noah. Noah was a preacher of righteousness. 120 years he built this ark that is a type or a shadow, a foreshadowing of Christ, that he is the ark, he is the doorway uh, to come in. Uh, to safety, the refuge that is Christ. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was Spurgeon that said there's nowhere to hide. Basically, there's no point of refuge for an angry God other than the scars, the nail-scarred hands of, of His Son who died in our place. Uh, that's so true. He, he is our refuge. Uh, his wounds, uh, the Word of God says that uh, by His wounds we are healed, uh, that He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon Him. Uh, and that is when it says brought us peace, that means it brought us peace with God, uh, that God was reconciling the world back to Himself through Christ. Um, We see that in Colossians, Corinthians, Ephesians, uh, Galatians, and on and on. Uh, But here, we're not only talking about Noah and the fact that there's times where we're rejected because of the message, but we're also wanting to cover what happens when people do respond and they do heed the call or the warning or the clarion call, so to speak. And so Jonah was a clarion call. Uh, the only problem was he didn't particularly want to put that trumpet to his mouth, did he? No, he uh, in fact went the opposite direction when God called him to go into Nineveh. Uh, he went the opposite direction to Tarshish, and uh, God had to uh, obviously just turn him around, right, and get him where he needed to be. And uh, we're going to begin Jonah chapter 3, verse 6 specifically, and uh, we're going to dive right into the text says this, When the word reached the king of Nineveh, he arose from his throne, laid aside his robe from him, covered himself with sackcloth and satin ashes. I would say that that would be heeding the call of the prophet. That would be someone that takes very serious the trumpet that goes out. And I'm using, obviously, the trumpet as, as an analogy or an illustration for you, and that's just someone proclaiming the gospel, someone declaring that they need to repent. God uh, is, is patient, yes, um, but His patience does run out. There is a time of wrath. There's a time where God is going to shut the door of mercy and grace, and, and He's going to judge the world in righteousness. So the call to repent is, is something that people don't typically enjoy listening or hearing, but yet 
the Bible tells us, man, it's that God was, it's like God was making his appeal through us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 21, that God's committed this word, this word of reconciliation to us. And so in Jonah, we see in, uh, in 3 verse 6 that what, how the king responds. But before he even responds like that, it's amazing how, you know, God's anger burned against this nation. They were very wicked. And uh, think about Sodom and Gomorrah. We read just the other day, uh, I think it's 2 Peter um, 2, let's see, 2 Peter 2, 5, uh, where it talks about Noah being a preacher of righteousness and how uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was reduced down to ashes. I mean, God is serious about sin. He's serious about His judgment and His justice uh, will not, uh, you know, sleep forever, so to speak. God's Word said He's not slack concerning His promise that is to judge the world in righteousness. So we are to be a faithful witness for Christ, whether we're just a believer that goes to church that loves God. Uh, it is a spiritual discipline to witness for Christ and to be a faithful uh, witness for Him. We're going to dive right into uh, Jonah and going to go back a little bit. Uh, let's just go to verse 1. It, it really kind of helps out kind of get an idea of really how this thing unfolds. So it says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Obviously, uh, Jonah had to be told twice. Uh, anybody relate to that? Okay, I won't, I won't harp on that too much. <laughs> Arise, go to Nineveh. That's what God said. The great city and proclaim to it the proclamation which I am going to tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Okay, then finally he obeyed God, right? Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three days walk. Then Jonah began to go through the city one day's walk, and he cried out and said, and here it is. This is the trumpet blast. This is the call, you know, to repent. This is the, the call to action. It's not like later, it's now. Uh, the Bible says that today is the day of salvation, that, that now is the acceptable time. And so that is the call for people who are listening to this blast of this trumpet. Obviously, the blast of the trumpet is a depiction of the voice of the prophet going out and, and just calling out to people. And here's what he says. Very simply this. Yet 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown. All right? So there is the prophecy that God, His wrath was going to come upon Nineveh. And it says that the people of Nineveh believed in God and they called a fast by themselves, by their own volition there. Of course, we say by their own volition. But obviously, God is working within these hearts of people who are wicked uh, to turn them around. And that's, that's, you know, when we go and we share our faith, our trust is in God. It's not in our words or our persuasive, uh, you know, way that we can, you know, be a wordsmith and say things just perfect. No. It's not in, in, in our winsomeness or being kind or compassionate. All those things are accommodating and good and well, but the Bible says that He causes the increase. God's the one who ultimately brings a person to that point of repentance, and He has to change the heart on the inside because the heart is rebellious uh, you know, without God uh, bringing that heart to Him. It says, once we were far off right and God has brought us close. All right, so when the Word reached the King... All right, I love that part. We're going to back up just a little bit. Verse 5, Then the people of Nineveh believed in God, and they called a fast. I just, I, that just brings joy to my heart. And put on sackcloth and uh, from the greatest to the least. And then it says, when the word reached the king, what happened? Man, he turned it around. Let me tell you that. We're talking about repentance 180. Uh, he said he issued a proclamation. Okay, here's the second trumpet, okay, uh, so to speak. 
Here's the second uh, clarion call. Now, now it's coming from uh, someone different, someone in the highest authority. So in, instead of the clarion call being from Jonah, now it's moved to the actual king of Nineveh, and he makes the proclamation and sounds the trumpet, so to speak. And he said, In Nineveh, by the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let man, beast, or herd, or flock taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water. Both men and beasts must be covered in sackcloth, and let them call on God earnestly, and each day, uh, sorry, that each may turn from his wicked way. There it is. There's the repentance, and from the violence which is in his hands, who knows, God may turn and relent and withdraw his burning anger. You see that? He sees it. He trusts it. He knows it's true. God is angry at this wickedness, and he said, look, we will see if God will, will because our, we're, we're reacting like this and heeding the call of the prophet, God might relent and turn away from, uh, from his anger. He might, he might relent and show grace and mercy, which we know God is merciful. And guess what? Jonah did too. That's probably why uh, he was a little bit uh, you know, upset about the whole thing. And we know that he did not have a good attitude about this. But it says here, who knows? God may turn and relent and withdraw his burning anger so that we will not perish. Okay, so he is convinced that he's going to perish. Convinced that the nation is going to perish. In fact, the Bible says the Holy Spirit of God uh, comes to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and coming judgment. Now, convict, that word in the Greek is the word eliko. And it, what it means is uh, to convince, to convince the world of sin, of righteousness, and of coming judgment. So that sin, by the law, uh, the need for righteousness, which we don't have any, uh, without Christ, and then, and then coming judgment. So he was convinced uh, God had shown him, and he was convinced in his heart that they were going to perish. And he said, man, we might turn from our wicked way, that God may relent concerning the calamity which he had declared uh, he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. So, you know, God, God relented his, his anger. He showed mercy and grace. Wow, we need this in America. But would people respond this way? We need to pray, church. We need to pray, believer. We need to call on God like this. And, uh, you know, the clarion call is, is the idea that we are to, in, in a way, put the trumpet to our lips. So it, when we're witnessing one-on-one, -on -one, in a way, we are being the clarion call. We're telling them they, they must repent. You, they are in danger. They need to be saved. A lot of people don't think about that, that word saved. But saved from what, man? Saved from God's wrath. What else you say from? You know, the Word of God says, don't fear the one who can kill the body and after that do nothing else. Fear the one that after destroying the body can, can cast your soul into hell. That's who you should fear. So there's a very, you know, there's a, there's a reality here that we need to see, and that is that God is serious about sin. Uh, Noah was a preacher of righteousness. He heralded the truth. People didn't believe him. They dis discarded him. They disrespected him. They, they, uh, you know, dismissed uh, what he was saying for that many years. And all he had was one prophecy. Basically, it's going to rain. It's going to flood the earth. God's going to flood the earth. He's serious about sin. Just look at Genesis 6, 11 through 12. Um, the earth was filled with wickedness, uh, and God judged the earth. Um, anyway, so... Uh, there is a verse here, 2 Corinthians 5.11, that says, Wherefore, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. And so we know, we know that God's serious about sin, 
and serious about judgment. And so he says, because of that, in light of that, we persuade men. You know, we are about the Father's business, that is to rescue, to seek and to save that which is lost, because we know there's only a certain amount of time left that we have to reach people for Christ. So we have so much more to cover uh, in this series. I'm so excited to get to part three. Um, so I want to give you a contrast. That's the reason why we went to Jonah today, um, because when we talked about Noah, we talked about people who didn't respond. We talked about Jonah, we not only talk about people who respond, but an entire nation, even the king responded. And that's uh, you know a consolation for any believer to know that, hey, some people will respond and God will draw and He will, he will convict and, and, and give the gift of repentance and faith and, and uh, rescue people from darkness and to know our labor is not in vain. That at the end of the day, when we put our hands to the plow, uh, not look back, being fit for the kingdom of God, being fit for use and ready for use for His hand, uh, you know, to be an instrument in His hand, um, we know that our labor is not in vain. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter, uh, I think, 1558, uh, to you know, be abounding in the work of the Lord, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, being zealous and enthusiastic about the things of God, and knowing this, that our labor for the Lord is not in vain. It's a, it's a great consolation to know that, um, because a lot of times you might not get the accolades or hand claps or, or you know, whatever uh, we, we feel like is going to be a benefit to us. Uh, in fact, a lot of times that's not going to happen. Um, but we're going to work for the Lord, and it's to His glory, and, and it's for, to bring a smile to the Lord's face, um, and it's to do it uh, ultimately solely Dio Gloria, to God be the glory alone. And uh, heaven's recording everything that's happening, and uh, that's a beautiful thought, you know, that every time I witness, every time I share my faith, that heaven is recording that, um, and and those all of that, it won't it won't return void. It's first of all. It's going to have its purpose, and the kingdom of God is going to have, God has its purpose. So anyway, uh, that is the contrast between people who heed the call and people who don't. And we've had it happen many times, man, where people disregard what's, what's being said. They, they ridicule and mock us and, and whatever it may be, even for street preaching or whatever it may be. But there's also people who are listening. I want to share this last story with you. Um, I was downtown Mobile and Bienville Square on the corner where one of the bars was, and um, Anyway, I was open-air preaching, and uh, the parade was coming. This was during Mardi Gras, uh, Fat Tuesday specifically, one of the biggest days down there. People were just completely, you know, in debauchery, overindulgence and sinful pleasure. And I, I rose up on this cooler to preach. And as soon as I did, I had one guy on my right-hand side um, literally mocking me. He's like, oh, Jesus, oh, God, you know, stuff like that. And then I had a guy on my left-hand side, uh, which was you know, uh, trying to actually knock me off the cooler. I mean, he's pushing me. He was drunk himself. His beer was going everywhere. And then I had, you know, I had those two distractions, and I was just preaching the gospel with compassion in my heart, with zeal and love in my heart. And, uh, and what I saw in front of me motivated me so much. I saw people listening. I saw people gravitating towards the message. I saw people leaning in. So I, I just completely just, you know, just drowned out, you know, what was happening on the right and left. And I focused on what was happening in front of me. And sometimes you have to do that and realize that God is, is causing His will to, to be accomplished at the end of the day. So anyway, I hope that is inspiring to you to move forward and that you would be a faithful witness for Christ and you would raise up that trumpet to your mouth. In fact, uh, in the book of Isaiah, uh, there is a verse. It's in the first verse of either 55 or 58. I forget the exact chapter. Um, I'll put it in the description, but it says, Cry aloud, spare not, 
lift up your voice like a trumpet and tell my people of their sins. So the scripture actually commands us to lift up our voice. I mean, this was, uh, you know, Isaiah, uh, you know, writing here, lift up your voice like a trumpet. And that's, you know, Jesus said in so many words the same thing. Go therefore and preach that word caruso, proclaim, declare the gospel to uh, all creation. That is a trumpet blast (laughs) to repent and turn to Christ and, and, and trust in him. So anyway, hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. And uh, we will be back, of course, tomorrow for part three of The Clarion Call.